This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh my god, I've missed you. Bro, I've missed you too. What the fuck? <laughs> How excited are you that we are on season five of the WOMED? I can't believe it. You guys, season five. Whoa. Where did season four go? It just flew by. With some of the most incredible guests. Like you're an official podcaster I know. now. I was officially officially two seasons that means you didn't kick me out after one so I'm doing pretty good for myself <laughs> that means you haven't given up and quit on me <laughs> it means both things I was actually just reflecting back on our season four and how many incredible guests we got to interview and it's so hard because there were so many important conversations that we had but also so many just funny conversations and heartfelt conversations and there's so many that stand out to me. It's like hard to come up with like a top three or a top five. How about you? I know. I was trying to think about that. And I feel like Dr. Helen's conversation was one of my favorites about how people fall in love and like her like scientific studies on it. That was a fun one. But no, I completely agree. That was actually Dr. Helen's episodes at the top of mind as well. And now like being a single lady again, Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like her episode holds a very different special place in my heart where I like listen to it from like a very different perspective now. But I love Dr. Helen's episode. Obviously love Dr. Z's episode. Oh my God. I know Dr. Z's. I think that those were our two most downloaded episodes were Dr. Helen and Dr. Z. That's amazing. Which shows you people just want to know about love. Yeah. It's a common theme in our lives. Truly. We're either in it or trying to find it or running from it. Sometimes all at once. I was going to say, I'm either option C or, no, I'm definitely option C. I'm running from it. (laughs) Definitely. She only want to bang. I'm just kidding. Danielle, we're opening season five. You can't scare away our new listeners. Are you kidding? We're opening season five with a bang. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) So let's do a quick like recap. So we know that we've had some real, some of our favorite episodes in season four we just shared. I mean, there's really so many. You can go back and scroll through any of those episodes and you can find anything. I think that would resonate, but. I know. We literally love every episode. (sighs) I know. So many. Like Franz's episode. Oh, that was beautiful. A lot of COVID healing. And Hamza. A lot of COVID healing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad we opened up the conversation too to include more members from the LGBTQ plus communities and stuff. And 
I mean, I'm still trying to learn how to use more inclusive language, especially surrounding um, all the reproductive rights that we are fighting for right now. Um, so please bear with me, audience, as I'm trying to learn and ingratiate all of that. But know that I am very actively trying to be yeah. as inclusive and supportive to everyone as possible. I think it's great that you, one, like just acknowledge that. And two, you know, we're going to, we are going to get into it this episode on all of the Roe v. Wade updates. This is the first time that Danielle and I have had to, you know, kind of sit down and recap all the Roe v. Wade, everything. But um, one of our past guests, uh, Dr. Blair Peters, aka the queer surgeon, has been all over his Instagram sharing really helpful advice about using inclusive language during this time and how important it is for any birthing person or really any person at this time to be inclusive of all birthing bodies and all birthing people um, and not to just exclude with terms like woman or, you know, things like that. So I think it's amazing to me that you are like one, just acknowledging that. And two, it's like, yeah, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes um, with inclusive language. And so yeah, I think that that's great. And we're definitely going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yes. But Jack, you have, how do I say this? This light Italian glow about you oh. right now. You Is that my pan so... or the vino? <laughs> <laughs> you are so at peace. And I feel, and just in your element. I, mm. Girl, you are just... Every little day, you're just like stepping into this like powerhouse of a human. And I love that I get to watch it happen. Oh, I appreciate so much. You know, a a few episodes ago with Karen's episode, Karen Moon, also one of my other favorite episodes for this from the season, for sure. I opened up about going through a divorce the past few months. And now that we're recording this, the divorce is finalized, which has been a huge weight off my shoulders. But it really, the last few months were unfortunately a lot more challenging than I anticipated. I was kind of hoping that we could end things on a respectful and cordial kind of way. And it didn't go exactly how I had hoped. So the last few months have been really, really tough. But I will say I, you know, one, have felt such a sense of community and such a, like, so, I was so unprepared for the amount of feedback I got from other, mostly women, responding and telling me that they were also going through a divorce, especially like similarly to like my situation, young women that maybe don't have children yet, or it was their first marriage and they're, you know, around the same age as me around 30 and kind of going through the exact same thing as me. I really did not expect to hear back from anyone. Like I really, up until this point, really did think like I'm the only person going through (laughs) a divorce at the age of 30. All of my other friends are either getting married right now or they're getting ready to have kids. And here I am having been married already. And now I'm going through this divorce, like feeling like I'm having to start over. And since we released that episode with Karen and I opened up about the divorce for the first time, I've had a few people reach out to me saying that they were able to resonate with the story and that they felt a lot of 
like community in a sense of not feeling alone. And I just hope that that message can relate to, to anyone else kind of going through, we'll say option C of what you said <laughs> earlier, running away from love or, you know, just going through a heartbreak. But yeah. I was so nervous to bring up the divorce and was so just pleasantly surprised with how much incredible feedback I got back. Um, but yes, also on the other note, I am doing my own. People keep saying like, eat, pray, love, but I really resonate more with under the Tuscan sun. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, to me, it's more under the Tuscan sun vibes. I really, um, you know, I'm only staying in Italy, guys. I'm not going to Bali or India as far as I know. So we're going to stay under the Tuscan sun. I'm not far right now from actually where they filmed that movie. So it really just is such a sacred and beautiful place to heal and to just have some space. and. I joke with that movie with Under the Tuscan Sun. I don't know if you've seen it, but Diane Lane's <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah, of course. If you haven't, please go watch. But Diane Lane's character is hesitant to go to Tuscany at first. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to Tuscany. Like, I don't want any men. And her friends are like, it's a gay tour of Tuscany. And she's like, perfect. No men can hit on me. This is perfect. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Like I'm in this really small town in Tuscany, kind of in the middle of nowhere and just really able to heal and to just journal and read and sleep and cook and do all of the things that really just nurture the soul. So I'm so, so, so grateful. And yeah, if you haven't caught up yet, check it out on Instagram because I've been sharing all of my Tuscan glory. (laughs) So it has been, yeah, it's been incredible. I have a confession to make. I thought it was Ashley Judd (laughs) in another Tuscan son instead of Diane Lane. It's Diane Lane. (laughs) I know. I know, but but they they kind of look similar. Diane Lane is such a queen. I mean, obviously. She's the best. She's my spirit animal through this. So, I mean, <laughs> let's just hope that I don't buy a villa in the middle of no. I mean, maybe Girl, we should. Hope. I hope you do. Let's buy a Walmart villa. <laughs> I mean, I would be lying if I said I wasn't looking at this point. I, I do go online and I'm kind of like, oh, what's available right now? What's what the price point? Like? I mean, there's worse things that you could probably do in life, right? Than just. Then have a vacation home in Tuscany. I know. It's an investment. I'm all for this. You could Airbnb that mm, with your (sighs) decor and like I for girl, do it. I'll invest in it with you. It'll be the woman villa for women escaping. Where we could host our (laughs) retreats. Yes. Our retreats every year in Tuscany. But we're going to do this. We're manifesting this right now. Done and done. Ready? I'll look around tomorrow. I am calling in. Jack and I are calling in a beautiful villa in Tuscany where we are going to host some of the most incredible WOMED retreats for healthcare workers to come and relax, to medicate, medicate, <laughs> <laughs> to journal. Maybe we're medicating. Maybe at this point we're doing like a healing We've shroom about session. We've yes. talked about microdosing a few times. But let's finish the manifestation where people can medicate on shrooms if they want. I don't yeah. even know if that's optional. legal. Optional. Um, optional. But we'll have a massage therapist. We'll have yoga. We'll have wine. We'll have walking through gorgeous sunflower fields. That is happening in 2023. Done. 
All right, universe. I hope you're listening because we just put it out there. Well, you know, a little on the nose, but all my manifestations have been coming true. So I was just going to say, we've got some manifest. Yeah, we're not going to, we're going to share later, but Danielle, you've been, you're the queen manifester. So you got to, I got to get some tips from you. I mean, I didn't really think of myself as a queen manifester until things actually started manifesting. But here we are. So what else has been going on with you? I feel like we've got to catch up a little bit. What's been going on? What what did you do this weekend? Give me give me the updates. So I was home in Wisconsin visiting my fam, which was amazing. The weather is so much better in northern Wisconsin. Little known secret. It stays yeah. about like 60 degrees at night. Gets up to about the 80s. There's like almost no humidity. It's beautiful. But then, you know, just doing a lot of work. I love it. The podcast is doing really well. It makes me very happy. I just saw Brandy Carlisle last night and she has been on my like Ugh. dream list of artists to see. And she literally just eviscerated my soul last Ugh. night. Like, I wish you could have been there. What was the best song? Like, what was your favorite of the night? Oh my God. I mean, I was like screaming out every single song i mean she actually had like winona judd come on out and sing with her last night it was really really it was it was very cool but like her three-part harmonies are just like they're insane absolutely insane i think the song actually that she did for her daughter for her first daughter was probably the most powerful and impactful because she took some time to kind of like talk about her you know conscious choice to become a mother and um especially as you know someone who's married to a woman and kind of like how they chose together to to enter into this relationship or i mean to have a child and things that were kind of like you know stacked against them and then she's like and actually our first daughter was born on father's day to two moms <laughs> so amazing yeah wow but it's just a really beautiful song and she obviously spoke to to advocating for women's rights and I feel like a lot of artists are doing that right now um, one of my friends um, Elise just posted she was at Halsey's concert and again like she was speaking up for it too and she's like I'm never going to stop fighting for um, your freedoms and but there and again we should say birthing people I'm trying I'm trying it's, I mean, it is hard. And I think that the conscious effort is there. And the fact that we can even just have that conversation about what are the right terms to use and how we can be more inclusive is, mm-hmm. is important. And yeah, it, it, yeah, but it's hard. Like, I, I know everyone can relate to that of making mistakes. And as, as long as you can acknowledge that, and you want to be better, and this includes mm-hmm. me too, like I made a mistake on a post that I made recently, someone called me out on it, and I had to, you know, kind of own up to it and change the post. It's, you know, it, it happens. And I think as long as you are open to the feedback and willing to change and and evolve and be better, then that's all that we can do, you know? Right. Yeah. So something else I want to kind of chat about, like I was, I was talking to some friends on like, how do we have this conversation? Right. Because it's mm-hmm. so... There are people that are like extremists on 
both sides of the issue of the right to bodily autonomy, specifically for birthing humans. It's like, what argument actually works? But are we trying to argue or are we trying to have like a conversation? Because it's just, it's a difficult thing to try to discuss and to like honor and like hold space for people on both sides. Yeah. Like I've had some conversations in my DMs with people who are pro-life and they were feeling very attacked by my post. And Mm. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about that a little bit more. And I was like, listen, at the point that I'm at in my life, I wouldn't have an abortion right now because I'm financially stable. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am very secure in who I am. And that's something that I want in my life right now. Mm-hmm. But in my 20s, God, with the guys that I was dating. Yeah, no. No. And they're like, okay, well, you know, I can see that. But like, it was almost like they felt like abortion was being forced on them. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. no one's forcing you to have an abortion. Like, if yeah. this is an unwanted or unplanned pregnancy, no one is forcing you to have that abortion. Right. That's the power of choice. Because if it's right for you in that moment, go for it. No one's going to stop you on that. Yeah. But if it's not, it's okay. Right. Because what kind of life are you bringing, you know, that child into? Right. Or they try to simplify it and say, oh, well, put the baby up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And that's such a dismissal, I think, of the adoption process and the foster care system and minimizing how serious of a decision it is for everyone involved with an adoption. Like everyone, including the birthing parents. And the the child that has to grow up, you know, whether or not they know that they were adopted, it it minimizes that that reality of of what everyone goes through in that process of adoption and or the foster care system. Let alone actually giving birth. Yeah. And the feelings and that come along with that, the trauma that's done to your body, the changes that are done to your body. Right. 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 It brings in that whole other conversation about the safety of carrying a pregnancy to term for mm-hmm. all people and brings in ectopic pregnancies and brings in for people that are like fertilizing embryos and yeah, like IVF. IVF. Like it's, there's so much that goes into this debate. But I think mm-hmm. like for the Roe v. Wade's sake, what it comes down to is the choice or the privilege of privacy of your medical decision and mm-hmm. choice over your bodily autonomy. And right. that for me is just what is so fucked up is just, again, like what you just said about how you're having conversations with people that are pro-life. If you don't believe in abortion and you're pro-life, that's awesome. You don't ever, no one's going to ever force you to have an abortion. You right. can choose to carry any baby to term, even if it, you know what, even if it threatens your life of you or your baby, you know what, if that's what you believe in, go for it. You're going to go against medical direction. I'm sure at some point, if it is an ectopic, but if that's your medical or that's your belief or spiritual beliefs, 
great, awesome. But you, I don't know why these people think because they have a certain religious belief or whatever they believe that they have is superior to what other people think and that it gives them the right to control over what other people choose. Mm -hmm. Well, just because you're a Christian and you think that abortion is killing babies, well, who says that you're right? Like, I don't believe that. I don't think that you're right. So who says that you're right? It's Mm -hmm. to me, it's just, it is just such an atrocity that we're even having this conversation. And I do just want to say real quick that we are, you know, tossing around the term abortion and adoption and IVF. And a lot of times I think about how incredibly triggering these things are for people that have already been through it or are Mm -hmm. going through it right now. And I think about how triggering that must be for anyone. I mean, one in three American people have had an abortion. Or a miscarriage that they've had to have like a DNC. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm with 20. It's either one in three or one in four. Either way, it's an incredibly high statistic. Think about how many people are having to be re-traumatized by all of this coming up in the news and in politics and social media and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like no one wakes up one day wanting an abortion. No. Like being like, you know what? I want to get myself in a situation where I get pregnant and it's not my first choice and I have to have an abortion. No person wants that for themselves. Nobody. No. So an abortion is never an easy decision. And I think that that's like what pisses me off a lot about all this too, is that they reduce it to like this small, like, oh, easy situation. It's like, nobody wants to have an abortion. This is not an easy situation or an easy decision for any person. So this all coming up in the news and on social media and in policy, it's like, it's it's just so incredibly triggering for people. And it, it really, my heart goes out to anyone, you know, whether it's you or it's, I'm sure at this point, it's like, if it wasn't you, it's a friend, it's a family mm-hmm. member. It's someone that, you know, close to you that has gone through this process that it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, is this really what we're worried about? What other people are doing with their bodies. Like if you're on this crusade to you know, save all the unborn babies. What about the ones that are here? Right. Meanwhile, in America, we have over 100 people dying of gun death a day. Mm-hmm. We have mass shootings every other fucking day. We just had another one in Highland Park, Illinois yep. on the 4th of July. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, government, let's just ignore this and let's take away body autonomy to anyone with a uterus. Like, awesome. That makes sense to Sounds me. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go back to 1973, 50 years ago. Cool. So a lot has changed. And obviously, this is the first time Dee and I have gotten to sit down to talk about Roe v. Wade. What happened when you found out? How did you feel? What was your reaction? So when it first happened, it's interesting. It's crazy because I was just I was just telling um, you I was telling you this story that for my own business for riot healers. I had been working on a Roe v. Wade collection for almost two months since the leak came out that maybe this was going to happen. I was so incredibly fired up and pissed off about all this. I was like, I started creating all these designs, all these t-shirts, all of these like big posters for marches about uh, the overturning, potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. 
And I spent like two months on this collection and I launched it on a Friday. And I remember launching it. I put it up on my website, put it out on social media. And I was so exhausted from the launch, from being on my computer and getting everything ready on the website. It takes like days, hours. It takes forever to get this stuff ready behind the scenes. When I finally launched it, I closed my computer and I was like, okay, I just need to like take a break from all this stuff for a while. I closed my computer. I was in Italy. So I walked, I was in Rome. And so I went for a long walk. And after a few hours, my phone started going nuts, like text message, text message, call, 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 email. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And so I look at my phone. Not only is my right, like my Raya Healers Instagram started blowing up people like resharing some of my Roe v. Wade posts, but my girlfriends like from home were all blowing up my phone being like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I was like, what do you mean? What's like, what, what, what is going on right now? I'm in Italy. Like what's going on? They were like, Roe v. Wade just got overturned. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, it's overturned. Like, I'm like, you mean like for real? And they're like, yeah, like for real, for real. And I just remember like, I dropped whatever I was doing. I ran back to my um, Airbnb where I had Wi-Fi, and I just spent like the next three days just glued to my computer, like a psychopath. Like what is happening? Like just looking at every article, every YouTube video, every news piece, like a lot of other Americans, I can imagine like not sleeping, like mm-hmm. feeling so overwhelmed, so anxious. Like, what do we do? Where do we donate? Like, who, who do we help? Like, what do we do? How do we, how do we get this? Like, what do we do? It was such like, it was so fucking crazy. And this, like this, like that feeling lasted for, for weeks until honestly, like the last few days where we'll talk about like the recent changes that have happened, but. I'm curious, what what was the environment like in Italy? Like, how were they re- how are they reporting on it? People knew about it, which is crazy to me because in the states, like, it's not like if we're in America that we're very aware of what's going on in Italy or Germany or France. Like, unless it's something really, really big, mm-hmm. we'll know. But for the most part, we don't really pay super close attention to international policy or politics unless it somehow directly affects us as um, a country. And so I was shocked, like that. It wasn't like that day. It was more so the next day. It would come up in conversation. Like if I was American, like women especially would ask me like, oh, I saw on the news like about your country and they wouldn't say abortion specifically, but they would just be like, I heard about your country with the law. Like, how do you feel? Like, is this crazy for you? Like people knew about it and people were asking me the second they found out I was American, which is crazy. Do you know if like it's, is it legal? in Italy like is there so as far as I'm aware almost every developed nation has access okay to abortion yeah um I'm gonna look it up right now because I feel like I don't always know international policy as well as I should but let's see okay just FYI Italy legalized abortion in 1978 with some limitations Within 90 days of pregnancy. Okay, so there so you go. So three months, first trimester. <laughs> first trimester, exactly. Which is when most abortions happen. Which is, exactly, which is most developed nations kind of agree on that, those terms. So yeah. anyway, okay. How about you? How did it feel like when you first found out? 
it hit me like a, are you fucking kidding me moment? And then the just like tears started coming. Like, mm-hmm. I just like, I stopped everything that I was doing. And I just sat down and just started crying. And like, I just like, I couldn't stop. Like I could not like my body was shaking. I'm going to cry about it again now. <laughs> just thinking about the millions of women or birthing uh, humans that would be affected by this and held back by this kept from a better future by this decision because yes for some people it is a better future thinking about the women who try you know all or all the people that you know take their birth control regularly use condoms on like have access to all this stuff have an iud have taken all the steps because they don't want to get pregnant and sometimes it just happens. And the fact that these people who have done, you know, just, you know, this population specifically, like if they have done everything that they can to avoid a pregnancy at that moment in their life, they would be forced into this, forced into a life they don't want to have. Not everybody wants to get pregnant and be a parent. It's a very cruel reality to force onto someone that doesn't want it. Not everybody sees it as a miracle. Like you were saying, not everybody is Christian and believes the way you do. And in America, where we are supposed to be the land of the free, you know, give me your tired, your weak, your poor, where we are supposed to be so open-minded to every religion and race and, but yet we can't. When it comes down to when you believe like life happens, you as a Christian have the say and you overpower and overrule every other religious belief, personal belief. Right. I thought this country was supposed to be about like religious freedom and having the option to believe what you want to believe and that there's a separation with church and state. And clearly that's just not happening anymore. And I don't like who said that that was okay. It's just exhausting to be honest. And I think what you said too, about like being like getting emotional about it too. One. Yes. Like it feels like a huge setback and a huge step backwards. It doesn't feel safe. Right. And then also you can't have this conversation without acknowledging the fact that this will affect black and brown birthing people exponentially more than white people. Exactly. And because it will come down to the state level and it will come down to a point where people in marginalized communities without access to education, resources, healthcare, et cetera, will have no options, but people that were historically not marginalized, aka white people, will be able to seek abortion services in other states for the most part. And it brings back like this whole other discussion of like the second wave of feminism and where is the role of intersectionality in our feminism and in standing up for abortion rights and reproductive justice. And 
it just feels like a huge step back. And I feel like it, it's led to another layer of distrust in not just our government, but in the healthcare system. And it's just disgusting at this point. If people needed further proof that black and brown populations are still yeah. being marginalized and still trying to be kept down right. in this minority station, right. like this is it. Right. The birth outcomes in America, again, we talked about this on in Midwife Hannah's episode, so I won't go into yeah. it too much. We'll link the episode there. But the birth outcomes in this country are already disgusting, especially for Black women. So yes. let's not address that. Let's not address the fact that some communities in rural Mississippi are just as bad as have birth outcomes just as poorly as some communities with no resources whatsoever. Let's mm-hmm. not even address that. And let's just take away the rights completely. It's like, what? Who's ma- like, I'm sorry. Unless you've had to pee over a stick in fear that a positive sign was going to come up and change the future of your entire life. Get the fuck out of the conversation. Yep. You don't have a say. Unless you know that feeling. And again, this is not for everyone, obviously. But it like personally, it just pisses me off. Because unless you know that feeling of the pressure of what that decision would mean for you, the birthing person, the one that would carry the child for nine months, deliver it, and then because of our fucked up society, probably have to take care of it for the rest of your, and I don't mean take care of it, take care of a child for the rest of your life. Unless you know that that feeling, why the fuck should you have a say? AKA white men, get the fuck out. Just get out of the conversation. Exit, please. I um I saw, or rather like one of my friends sent a, a post to me by a white man in Bachelor Nation about how, great, now women can finally take responsibility for getting pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker, where'd your dick go? Who the fuck said that? Oh my god. I kind of don't want to give him any clout on this. Okay. But I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. And if you really want to know, DM the woman on Instagram. <laughs> let you know. That is so um, fucked up. But that's like a common like thing for some of these like dumb fucking white dudes. Like and I'm sorry. So much. Sperm, egg, baby. This is not a contraception and preventing pregnancy is not solely on a woman or on a person with a uterus. You have a dick. Wrap that shit up. Do your fucking part. Pay for an abortion. Pay for plan B. Split it. Yeah. This is not, this, this is, oh, this makes me so angry. And this is part of the fear and stuff that I was talking about because there are Men in this country that have this idea that women are second-class citizens. People with a uterus are second-class citizens. And it's just another thing to try and keep us from advancing. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be at home taking care of kids. We are not free-thinking humans with the ability to change the goddamn world. Fuck yeah. I completely agree. I I genuinely think that this is... I mean, and it's not just me. It is. This is about power and control. Mm-hmm. Part of me honestly thinks that they just want us to get pregnant. 
and have all the babies and go back to the home because we threaten their fucking power. All right, I'm getting off. I'm getting on my tangent of like being like, we're going to lose some people here, but I know this is when I start getting really worked up and I'm like, they should all get vasectomies. Like, fuck this well, shit. So, like, let's before start I get funding the male off, birth control pill. I know. But oh, I'm sorry, it Which makes you a little hilarious. moody. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Like, there's no fucking way that would work here. There's no way. No. No, it's not going to happen. Because of toxic masculinity. Exactly. There's no Oh, it's way. so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I mean, you I just need really to call in all of the like good men <laughs> to like listen to empathize to like just yeah just do that just listen and empathize stand up with us you see us as equal humans help us out before we really like <laughs> lose people get, off. get off on this tangent yeah i yeah. will say things have changed in the last few days so this episode yes will come out on Friday, which will be, I believe, one week from when Biden signed an executive order to protect access to abortion, including medication abortion, access to contraception, the right to emergency medical care under the law. I'm really curious to see how this goes. I want to be excited. But I do not have any trust left in our government or healthcare system myself. So I'm having a really hard time clapping for this. How about you? So I feel like I'm actually a little bit more hopeful, but okay, I need it. That's like that's me and my energy. Um, and maybe I'm too trusting and naive at times. But and it's also been a long time since I had like civil studies or <laughs> civic class. But from my understanding, like an executive order is like a federally protected order, yeah. which basically yeah. reverses what the Supreme Court attempted to reverse. So based on the things that it's like an executive order is a law. So Biden just set into motion a law in America that protects all these things. It protects providers who perform abortions, it protects clinics that people go to to get their birth control, to get their testing done, to get their STD testing or STI testing done, and to like for these providers to provide like accurate information. Yeah. And their privacy. So like people can't be out there, you know, cashing in their bounties for reporting people who've had abortions. So I mean we were kind of talking like obviously I'm there's gonna be people probably trying to file lawsuits to yeah overturn this, but definitely. yeah, definitely as a federal law, I don't think anybody can do anything about it until right. the next president right. comes in, whoever they end up being, and they can get rid of it or they can continue with it. So like For I'm sure. hopeful, but it feels like almost too good to be true that like, how is this so easy? And yet we've fought this for so many years, but yet with one, you know, little 
type and sign, all of our rights are now restored and protected again. So I think this would be a really cool conversation to see what like your nurse lawyer mm-hmm. has to say, mm-hmm. like if she's like in yeah. in that world a little bit more. We've got to get Corey Bush on the pod. I know. Hopefully next week we can at least get somebody, you know, Dee and I had talked about this idea. We talked about this idea of having um, this Roe v. Wade is obviously not really going to go anywhere. It's going to be a hot topic of conversation for a while now, even with this executive order. Like you said, I think that the hope is that it's an executive order. I'm sure there's going to be countersuits, um, filing lawsuits against this that hopefully will just take a lot of time. And in the meantime, people can seek abortion care how they have been and how they should be able to until something happens. So I'm hoping that we can get somebody on the pod in the next few weeks to kind of keep us updated and clarify what exactly is going on in the states um, what exactly our role is in terms of activism and making sure that things aren't getting missed. But it is really crazy. It is just so wild to me that, you know, I'm grateful that at least this executive order was signed. And it makes me wonder how how much of it had to relate to the public response. I mean, yeah. the public, we were outraged, outraged. There were marches in the streets and petitions going around with millions of signatures. It makes me at least grateful and hopeful that the Biden administration at least recognized how serious the public took this and how enraged the public was and took action corresponding to this outcome. And so that makes me, that gives me hope. Because I don't think if the public was as enraged as we were, I don't know if he would have signed that executive order. So I, I will say yeah. it makes me grateful that at least, you know, the public, we have, it feels like we have some voice, like something, you know, whether or not you went to a march or you share, you signed a petition or you donated or you shared something on Instagram or whatever it was that you were part of the pressure on the Biden administration to do something about this. So, so I will say I'm grateful for that. And that, that does give me hope. I hope that that's the case. I feel like a lot of things are finally happening in the white house right now. Like there's also, uh, I just had it pulled up and I actually texted because president Biden's recent post, which was Okay, it says, on Monday, I'm hosting a celebration for the passage of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act at the White House, the biggest federal action on gun violence in decades. It doesn't do everything I want, but it's a major step forward. But he actually has, I mean, obviously, it's not like his number, but like one of the numbers set up where you can like share your stories of how gun violence has like actually affected you. And, you know, I... I encourage y'all to share that because like, that's what we need more people sharing their stories. It's such a tender and traumatic topic, but like the, all the, all the people that shared their stories of not being able to be treated for ectopic pregnancies for miscarriages that didn't fully come loose. You know, I mean, everyone's sharing those stories. Like I Applaud you. Like, thank you for your bravery and putting that out there. Because people need to see the real people behind 
these issues and who's actually being affected. Yeah, completely. I'm hopeful. Like I know like Biden's plan was to try and work together, you know, bridge the gap between both political parties as much as he could. But well, and that's just what like pisses me off so much at this point and like why I get so frustrated with this government. It's like, shouldn't we all just want sensible gun reform? Like, why is this so hard to just come to some sort of agreement? Can't we just sit down in Congress and be like, you know what? None of us want to see another school shooting. None of us want this. But because of fucking NRA and all of these other lobbying parties, it's like, whatever. Well, I got my Second Amendment right to carry a gun. Right. I just... Sorry, it's not all Southerners, but <laughs> well, one, I like your Southern accent, and two, you're not you're not very <laughs> far off. So, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna get on another rant here. Why are we basing laws in 2022 on something that was written in 1780 fucking seven? Give us, I mean, like our computers are constantly updating and not working unless we have the most recent updates. We need a fucking american update my god people this is not okay automatic rifles and ak-47s existed with george washington i'm pretty sure he would have been like yeah fuck that you crazy people are not allowed to have those (laughs) actually those people probably would have been like oh yeah great like now we can totally get rid of entire races of humans oh our american history needs to be taught so it is never repeated. I hope that this wasn't um us <laughs> just ranting. We will I have, mean it we, was, but you know what? We we needed it. I'm sure you need you guys needed it too. I really needed it. It's just been like the last few weeks have been such a weird time to digest what the fuck is happening in this country. Like we're just mm-hmm. getting out of pandemic. Like, can we all just please try to get on the same page literally for once? Like, can we I'm- just try? protecting living humans like anyway seems like that's not going to happen for a while so i hope that you're able to rant and rage with us and in the next few weeks d and i were really excited to to bring on some guests here in season five that will shed more light into these conversations on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but also this executive order, what this means for your birthing rights, um, for your own personal health and or as a provider. And yeah, we, we're hoping to bring in a lot of different perspectives into this conversation, whether that's mm-hmm. from the IVF and fertilization route, or that's from a provider route, or that's from a personal um, individual decision route. I think yeah. that this is going to be really important with our mission, what our mission always is here at the WOMED. I think it's going to be really important that we keep talking about it. Yeah. And that being said, if you are someone that fits any of those categories of human, uh, DM us. And if you feel comfortable coming on the podcast, like you have a very safe space here. Absolutely. I think like a really interesting topic that I'd like to get in on is this whole, and it it might be a little too existential and not quite scientific enough because it varies so much, but like the questions around viability Mm. and when like 
abortion should be allowed up to. Because, like, I have my own, like, personal things around it. Like, I worked in NICU. Yeah. 23, 24 weeks. I mean, like, your lungs aren't fully developed yet. Your brain's not developed. You're t- like, you are not a fully developed human. You cannot sustain outside of the womb without extreme medical intervention, which can also lead to major defects later on, head bleeds, cognitive disabilities, intestinal issues, lung issues. It's like, it's a very, it's a very interesting, you know, topic to deep dive into and like, what is the right thing to do? I, I think that that's such an important conversation to have. And mm-hmm. I look forward to finding somebody that's going to help mediate that and shed some yeah. professional light onto that. Because I, I would be super, super interested in that as well. I think this is a great start to season five. I we are bringing season five. We don't really have a choice, but we're bringing it in with a lot of rage and <laughs> uh, some feminine uterus birthing people fucking energy so I am really excited for season five again season four was just I mean we could not have asked for more incredible guests so in season five I'm excited to see who we're going to get on the conversations that we're going to have and how everybody likes it girl I'm, I'm just grateful for you I need to come to Italy we need to do we need to we need to hunt for our future WOMED escape. I thought you were going to say something else there, but I feel, what were you? What do you think I was going to say? Well, you were going to say we need a hunt for, and I was like, oh, what are we hunting for? <laughs> House hunt, villa hunting. <laughs> that I can get down for. That I can get down for. No, I completely agree. But I do need you to come back to the states at some point. But I think we need. I need to figure out when you're going to when and where you're going to be in certain places and come out and join you in Italy for a couple of days because I need it think so too girlfriend I think so too I'm proud of you Jack thanks for sticking oh, gee, with I'm me I'm proud of you too girl season five let's go Ooh.